Dante Greco. Dante is a really smart guy. Ladies love Dante. Dante Greco. Dante was me, yours truly. I'm gonna come. Good evening, my fellow Americans. Welcome to the Dante Greco Show. Joined once again by my co-host and fiance Evie Matavelli. Say hello, babe. Hi, babe. <laughs> we brought her back. She was such a hit that we brought her back again. Plus, she lives here, so it's very convenient. Uh, we have so much to talk about today on this Friday evening to send you into your weekend with terror and hilarity. Got Hollywood whining about the blue check mark thing. Yesterday was the day when most people lost theirs. Alec Baldwin seems to be out of legal jeopardy, or is he? Uh, more horrible CEO videos to dissect. A woman dumped her boyfriend because his cancer was ruining her mental health. A Colombian model captured some great UFO footage. A love is blind guy has fans, con fans concerned and uh, a restaurant will offer the menu served on the Titanic. We're going to go over it and see if it sounds good or sounds if they should have left it at the bottom of the ocean. Anyways, let's get right into it, babe. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Uh, cheers to my non-alcoholic Klaus Haller. That's right. It's not a sponsor, but it's pretty good. Non-alcoholic beverages are kind of a cool thing to kind of keep it clean sometimes. That's right. We're on our yearly drinking break. I'm drinking a Heineken Zero, which non-alcoholic beer technology has advanced so far. We are in the future. It tastes just like a real Heineken. So you don't even, you know, you get the placebo effect. If you take a sip of it, you feel like you're having a beer and then you don't feel horrible later and you don't poison your liver. Yeah, yeah, we do a, like a yearly break. We usually, usually people do breaks like in sober October or November. Yeah, but I, I, I was like, I was talking to to to, to Dante about it. it's like October. We have a lot of Halloween parties to go. Yeah, then you have Christmas and Thanksgiving. Can't and do November. All... Can't do December. No, then there is like the Dante's birthday in January. Then there's my birthday in February. And then there's Valentine's like, Day. Valentine's Day. And then we have our engagement anniversary now, February fifth. So it's right. like. So, the whole beginning from like from October to fe to February, we couldn't stop drinking. <laughs> the perfect time to stop drinking is the day after St. Patrick's Day. You start for like a month or two months or three months. That's it. it the only There's other nothing going on for like to drink right now. There's nothing like yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, I have to drink. right Unless now. you're going to Coachella. So that's it. Oh, unless the other good month is sober September, because think about it in September. What do you have to celebrate? 9-11 uh the death of tupac shakur there's not a lot of great stuff to celebrate so september is another great month to go sober anyways that's not what people really tuned in for though what they tuned in for was to hear about hollywood whining Alyssa Ooh. milano leading the charge everyone's upset that they lost their blue check mark. she doesn't have ten dollars to pay a month or fifteen dollars a month yeah now i understand the argument that they're providing free content to people and that is true but it's also true that when you threaten like Twitter, I'm going to be like so many people, Jason Alexander, uh, the little girl on The Last of Us. So many Hollywood uh, celebrities are saying this is the I'll have my Twitter, but I'm leaving because people won't be able to tell if it's an imposter. The news is that no one cares. No one will ever care. People have left things and life goes on. Jon Stewart leaves The Daily Show it kept rolling right along, and now no one even wants to watch his new show where he just sits there and admonishes conservatives on Apple TV. Yeah. Um, anybody, Jay Leno leaves The Tonight Show, doesn't matter. People leave all the time, and people will, and, and, you know, Michael Jordan retired from basketball. It's more profitable than ever, okay? You're not harming the service by pulling away your precious, precious content. A lot of the best content on Twitter doesn't even come from actors and other celebrities. Does it come from bots? It comes from bots. <laughs> from Russia. And it comes from like weird social media, internet obsessed, internet culture obsessed people. That's truly where it comes from. Yeah. I like the whole paying for a blue check mark you got one right? because you got one. i got one for a small upstart like me it's great because it gives my page legitimacy are you going to get the one for instagram too or nah i'm thinking about it except for the fact that i can't 
crack Instagram's algorithm. Like Instagram it's doesn't not. work for news, really. It's it's I don't even Maybe know what works on Instagram. Maybe it's not worth for Instagram, but I think for Twitter, you definitely should do it. And YouTube, if they create one, you should do it. You know, uh, Elon had to make it profitable. They they were not making any profits at Twitter. So I think like having the blue check mark for whoever wants to flex it, it's fine. But the annoying part of it is that when I'm like reading a tweet, a tweet, and there's like a comment that's a blue check, I'm like, oh my god, it must be important. And it's just like some weird person somewhere in the middle of nowhere with like no followers making a comment. So it's hard. Right. So like it is a little bit harder to distinguish between actually someone that matters versus some crazy person that just wants to, you know, save her McDonald's money to get the check mark. But like I was thinking like maybe they should have a different color one for actual Per, uh, public people oh no they do they have for government officials they have uh gray and okay. for certain media outlets like the new york post for example has a yellow yeah check mark and then i agree it is disappointing sometimes How when about you, fractures, when you say oh somebody liked my my tweet and they have a blue check mark and then you check and they got like 496 followers and it's just like america so god and 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 uh you know so yeah it is disappointing but there's been a problem with the verification process across every social media platform. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, when I worked at TMZ as a legitimate member of the media, I and a couple other co-workers on the camera crew, we tried to get verification because we're members of the media. We're putting out stories. They would not approve us. We, I tried like three or four times. Every time it was some excuse. But meanwhile, you'll see people with as many or fewer followers as I had getting approved it's really was all about who do you know who can you get in contact with and the twitter files i believe revealed that people were taking payoffs to get verification so it's not like it was some wonderful verification system that they had already it was awful so i i support this i know they haven't totally figured it out and personally i would say to the celebrities just get your management or you know some company to sponsor you if you really don't want to pay eight dollars a month but you're fighting a battle that no one cares about and no one. And it also makes a lot of celebrities look bad because the rest of the country is going to sit there and say, who, who, who isn't following along so closely. They're not going to, they're going to be like, wow, Hollywood whining again, can't pay $8 while I got to be out here, you know, on an oil rig. It, it, it's, it's out of touch. It's coastal elite. It's all the stereotypes, especially when you got people like Bette Midler and Alyssa Milano complaining because, you know, they live on Twitter to dunk on Trump. And so now you really think they're going to get away? This is like when people threaten to leave the country when, you know, like Bush gets elected. It's not happening. They'll be back. I guarantee it. Or even Trump, right? They did. Or I said Trump. they're going to move yeah. to Canada. Yeah. The no one's going anywhere. No one moved to Canada. Let's read about it. Okay. Uh, Alyssa Milano became one of the first celebrities to whine about losing her coveted blue Twitter checkmark and threatened lawsuits. In a tweet on Thursday, Milano complained she could be imitated and questioned whether, without her badge, she would have grounds to sue Twitter owner Elon Musk and Twitter for defamation or identity theft or fraud. Oh, she needs some money. You're already, <laughs> yeah, you're losing the battle. You're threatening a lawsuit over a checkmark. Because you put out such important information that, God forbid, someone impersonates Alyssa Milano. Just because you pivoted from actress to professional activist because the acting work dried up. And that's a move a lot of people have made and they're not honest about it. Yeah, she wants some now, cash. She wants money. Yeah, she's a prof I remember I was at Politicon, which is the, a we the weirdest convention, by the way. All your political figures... Uh, Malcolm, uh, who's the guy? Malcolm Nance, uh, you know, uh, uh, Michael Steele, people from the Republican Party, people from the Democratic Party, Ari Melber, all the political people, Mike Cern of it, like political people of every stripe show up and they meet you like, you know, you're, you're fans of them. Even George, uh, or no, not George, but some of the people that were caught up in the, in the Trump Russia thing, like they show up and they speak on panels and like people go and take pictures with them. It's, it's really weird because you think that this is supposed to be about running our government and, and it's and like world a show, politics. right? But yeah, it's a show. They turn it into a weird show. So I see Alyssa Milano showing up at Politicon, walking around and speaking and thinking, you know, she's making a big difference. And oh my God, no one can. What if someone intimidates me and I'm putting out important information? Oh, Stop God. it. Uh, no. Came as fellow liberal actor. 
actress Bette Midler used Twitter to call Musk a worm over his decision to remove her badge. Who's that? Who's Bette Miller? She's a famous actress. She's been around for for years. Uh, I have no idea. All these years and thousands of tweets and free content, this worm has the nerve to decertify me. Oh, my God. It's kind of like the typical, like, when celebrities go to, like, restaurants and they don't bring bread to them in the first 10 seconds. And they're like, do you know who I am? <laughs> this is one big, do you know who, who I, I am? am. Yeah. yeah. Like, sorry. Like, uh, you got to pay for the bread sometimes. You never look good with a do you know who I am. That's bad. That makes you look like a needy weirdo. The funny thing is that Elon is has said he's personally paying for some check marks like LeBron James and Stephen King. And he even jokingly has started a fund to pay for celebrities who don't want to, uh, who, who can't afford the $8 for the check mark. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's a real thing, but it, it's obviously a they joke. They can't afford to eat like a hundred dollars on your pastayo of a one, one uh, pasta dish, but they can afford $8. Yeah. So again, are celebrities bad tippers? Have just your... kind of, it sounds like they're bad tippers. What uh, is this? Is it, no, is this, I mean, this is just that they don't want to be like, they don't want to be part of the commoners. Uh, no, the celebrities aren't bad tippers. You know, I years ago, when I was going to uh, Yale, when I would come home from the summer, I was there studying calculus uh, and uh, physics uh, on my way to being a, a, a master scientist. I would come home and I would work for a valet company. And so we dealt with a lot of celebrity clientele. I can tell you, a lot of celebrities tip well. Brad Pitt, one time, him and Angelina, they were leaving the Banksy show in downtown LA. He flagged me down. How about like Call me over. He said, hey, here's, he gave me a 20 bucks. Leonardo DiCaprio, 20 bucks. Um, A lot of people, big time people, tip well. How about like how about the uh, like the C-listers like Alyssa Milano and those people complaining about the blue mm. checks? Are do, are they look like back dippers? Like I don't know. They sounded by being so like greedy about it. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah, I mean no, they don't. I, I never encountered her, but she doesn't sound like a great tipper. No. Uh, again, this really though is about they don't like Elon because Elon has become he's sort of taken Trump's place as Trump has lost power. We'll see in the next year if Trump resumes his his spot atop the uh the kingdom of liberal ire but elon has taken trump's place as the liberal boogeyman and so they hate elon and because it's him asking them to pay eight dollars a month they are very upset about it and they don't want to do it again have your management have somebody sponsor you like there's ways to figure this out without looking like big babies i understand the argument that you provide content for them for free problem is now we're 15 years into twitter everyone is providing content for free i bet if elon really wanted to do a study on like how much ad revenue he's made off certain celebrities then he could and some of these celebs who are complaining would probably be left out in the cold he might actually say you know what this person has made a lot of money we made a lot of uh, ad revenue off so-and-so's tweets let's give them a free subscription and maybe that's what he's already doing by the way, since he is paying for some subscriptions out of his own pockets, uh, costing him a lot, costing him probably $24 to $32 to pay for <laughs> these celebrities. Okay, who else Who else got mad about it? Um, also joining in was San Francisco 49ers long snapper Tabor Pepper. Like, who the hell is that? He tweeted, that little bitch, Elon Musk, finally did it. He took away my checkmark. I'm never going to pay for this shit platform, by the way. Hashtag beluga whale looking ass. He should pay for a platform. No one has ever heard of Tabor. He got his uh, one minute of fame. Tabor now. Pepper. Yeah, he got his one minute of fame. That's that's good for him. Good good PR. Yeah. Do it. Let's all complain about it. Yeah, you didn't deserve a blue checkmark in the first place. What are you, the 15th guy on the team? Nobody's impersonating Tabor Pepper. It'll be fine. Uh, Musk's fans celebrated the move as a positive step towards democratizing the platform, but many have complained that without verification, imitation could become commonplace. Mm. Interesting. So, yeah, Kim K, a lot of people, when I've been scrolling through Twitter today, a lot of people are without checkmark. It does look weird. They do look less oh, official. Oh, no, I know, no, I know. All the unimportant people have blue check marks, and all the celebrities have, don't have check marks. I understand now. Yeah, it's, it's just, 
it's just like um you know they're handling it very poorly they have a compelling argument but the way they're doing the way they're going about it is very poor i think they should just get together have sag after and negotiate something you know be like look we're gonna pay as part of your monthly dues now we'll pay for the twitter check mark and That'll be it. Best Elon needs to make his investment back. Yeah, I mean, he spent a lot of money in there and uh, yeah, monetize it. Yeah, but again, you're you're making a you're taking a stand that no one really cares about. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, Hollywood. Thanks, Hollywood. Let's talk about Hollywood again. Here's a guy who probably couldn't give less of an F about his blue check mark right now. Alec Baldwin. He hates Hollywood. Has been, Alec Baldwin hates Hollywood. He's been vocal about that in the past. No, he Alec Baldwin loves Hollywood. He is Hollywood. No, but I heard, I heard he hates like the tension that Hollywood brings. Like he's a little bit of a hippie. Yeah. Well, anyways, Alec Baldwin is a free man, supposedly. Yesterday, it came out that they were dropping the charges, and rightly so, because increasingly it became more and more ridiculous. They had to drop the, the thing that would have given them a minimum five years uh, because it was a charge that didn't it wasn't even on the books yeah. at the time the shooting happened. And now they've had to drop the whole thing, and it comes out that the gun that killed Helena Hutchins had a modified trigger. Mm. Alec Baldwin continues to embarrass the Santa Fe, New Mexico authorities who charged him because he might have been right all along when he insisted Whoa. he never pulled the trigger. I believe he was like innocent. Like, why would you want to? This is, looks like just like a set accident. I don't know what people were looking into this. And uh, I think it's just like the, the, the government trying to make money out of a tragedy. Yeah, you have to set aside your feelings about Alec Baldwin personally and politically. And recognize that this was some prosecutorial overreach. They're in Santa Fe. They say, we're going to take down this celebrity. This is going to look great on my record as a prosecutor. You got to remember, prosecutors are like athletes, okay? They live and die by their conviction rate. They need to maintain a certain conviction rate. So if they think they can lock you up, they're going to go for it, whether you're innocent or guilty. If they think they can build a case that's going to put you in jail, they're going to do it and they're going to smile as you spend the rest of your life rotting because it's good for their career. So she must have, whoever the woman was, the DA, who, who had to step down before the charges were dropped anyway, she probably thought this is going to be my my white whale. This is going to be my big score. I'm going to bring down a celebrity. It gives me shades of Kobe Bryant in Colorado from 20 years ago. Like, we're going to get the big star. And we're going to show him, Mr. Baldwin, you're not above the law here. But they were wrong. Yay. Congratulations, Baldwins. Yeah, the prop gun had been modified. The trigger mechanism had been changed, which increased the probability it could have misfired without Baldwin pulling the trigger, which also begs the question, what the hell was the FBI looking at? Because the FBI said, no, there he had to have pulled the trigger for this to happen. Wow. The DA made a big deal of its theory that pulling the trigger was a major component of its case, a case that has now gone up in flames. It's unclear when the authorities wow, learned about the look, look how much ha white hair he has now. He's so stressed, probably lost weight. I, I feel it's a sad image to see him looking like that. He looks very stressed. This probably took some years off of his life. Mm -hmm. You know, no, no offense to the rest of the life that was taken away from Helena Hutchins, but... This is, I think, you know, may, it, it, it was too much stress. They, they were trying to do something that really and a lot of people I, I'm, I've heard were not supportive of this because a lot of people work in the film industry and they're saying, what the hell? Now, look, Hannah Gutierrez Reed, the armorer, is still facing charges. So there will be some punishment for this. You got to feel bad for her on a human level because she's the last one left holding the bag but on the other hand she's probably the one who effed this all up and got yeah, the woman killed. she's a prop manager you're supposed to be able to manage the prop yeah. you can't do your job and know it's you can risk people's lives so you have to be hold it held accountable for it yeah i'm wondering though because alec has uh resumed filming oh on the uh the the movie rust 
which I'm happy about because I've said before, I wanted to see the movie before the, the shooting happened. I was yeah. interested in seeing, I mean, Alec Baldwin in an old West film. Sounds amazing. It's not going to be great, but I'm sure it'll be entertaining. We love his vibes. Alec Baldwin with an Australian accent as an Australian outlaw named, you know, Billy Rust. All right. That's what it is. I'm sure it'll be good. Um, yeah, they, they they resume filming in Montana, though. They're not going back to New Mexico. I wonder how it's going to be handled the first time something goes wrong on this movie. Like, I don't know. Because he still has a temper. I, I don't want I, I think you should take a break from acting. Honestly, this is, doesn't sound like a good investment. Like, think about how much money this movie lost, probably with all those legal issues. Like, sometimes you just have to think about it, kind of like that uh, Marilyn Monroe movie. Actually, something has got to give it was shot by with another actress, right? Maybe they got to do that. Maybe they got to find another actor and just recast. I know he's a producer. But like honestly, take a, a break from acting. Like don't don't well, like, don't do this to yourself. Like honestly, the interesting thing is how he's a, been able to put all of this out of his mind. Like he was pushing even before the charges were dropped. He was pushing to resume filming, and now he's going to go back there. He's going to get back into costume, and I'm assuming, <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming he's going to have to pull the trigger on a prop gun again. Like, what are they going to do? Just everyone clear out? And then, as I said, what if something goes wrong? You know, gonna, I have an idea. I think they're going to leave like a tripod with like with a camera there. They're going to say, one, two, three, action. Everybody leaves and just let him shoot the the, the tripod. Truly, and now we're going to kill anyone. But like, seriously. What if he does it again? <laughs> what if somehow he's just like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, I don't know if he's getting away with it next time. Um, or just like a disagreement on set, you know, uh -huh. where the jokes are going to fly. Like, oh, don't shoot me. Okay, Alec, whatever. I, I think you should just like, you know, stop. It's very strange that Recast. He's, he's making the movie still. He's narcissist. Um, he's a narcissist. We know he was. Like, he's, he's, the, he's, he's me... the image of a narcissist. He sounds like a narcissist. But like, he's very, he's very interesting. But like, but like, does he just have the greatest therapist in the world or is he on some kind of medicate? How is he able to put this out of his mind? I, mean, I would be thinking about like, I'm going to fuck up again and kill another one. Yeah, like the PTSD of stepping back on set and being like, okay, we got to get it this time. It's been a year, two years. I don't know, Alex. Just, uh, Alec Baldwin, just just, just let it be uh, recasted and just watch it sitting you know, from the stand. Or like maybe you have like a stunt hand, you know, someone else's hand is brought in for a close up so he doesn't have to actually. He hold has the a gun. lovely tan. Maybe he was in the Caribbean. Oh, I'm sure he, uh, I'm sure, you know, I feel bad. He had to sell his Hamptons house because of this. I hope he's able to get it back. Oh, okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, let me, let me see if there's any details about this. Okay, so he's coming. Hilaria looked comfortable in front of the camera, smiling with her seven-month-old daughter. Yeah, that's right, because she was all stressed out. Remember, she came out in full accent one day and was like, you have to listen to me. I am going to talk to you just this one time, and then you must leave me and the baby alone. And, like, no one said, hey, you're still doing that fake uh, Spanish accent, huh? Because I guess everyone felt bad because her husband was facing jail time. But Let's not focus on the fake Spanish accent. Okay. So he was going in. Yeah, they were having a good time even before the news. He must have known, though, that it was probably going to get dropped. Here he is being filmed. Are they filming a documentary about this? Probably. Wow. I mean, I he's love He's trying it. to get his HBO deal, too. <laughs> I love that he's doing it. I can't understand how he's doing it. He's like, you know, it'd be great is if we also made a documentary about this. It's about my challenge. The, the the obstacles that I must overcome. No, and he's probably I said to the cameraman, the people that he's casting, he's like, I'm probably gonna win. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry about it. And imagine like he went to like he, you know, he's probably thinking like if Prince Harry was able to make fun of the royal family and toss them to hell, he can totally do that too. They're filming a freaking documentary. Look at these pictures. They're filming a documentary of Alec resuming filming it, this is this is going to be his heart of darkness the movie that they made about um apocalypse now zero dark 30 i think we could win two oscars i think we could win a best documentary feature and 
possibly put me forward for best actor. It's my struggle. He wants to get the house in Hamptons back. I had to overcome. Yeah. What if this is just about getting the house in the Hamptons back? I would do it. We're flying out. I, I would do it. I think it's genius. Let him do it. This is amazing. If Elon can monetize on his blue checks. He can monetize getting a documentary out of his uh, out of his tragedy. It's a tragedy. So, like, it's fine. Go ahead, Alec. Go get your house back I'm, in the Hamptons. I'm sure there will be a nice... Um, you know, dedicated to Helena Hutchins at the end of the movie, at the uh, right before the credits. And then um, he's going to get sued by his family, her, her family again for using oh, her yeah, name. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay, hold on. Here's an article. Alec Baldwin has hired Rory Kennedy, RFK's youngest child. Of course. What kind of weird Hollywood, like, uh, political nepotism is this? RFK's youngest child was the most qualified person. RFK's youngest child and sister of long shot presidential contender bobby jr that was a weird sentence because it made me think long shot and bobby i thought long ago shot candidate robert kennedy but okay whatever i'm, I'm getting off on a tangent uh anyways i sure there's no alcohol in the heineken <laughs> alec baldwin has hired a scion of the kennedy family to document every movie makes as he starts to reshoot his troubled western movie rust Rory Kennedy, youngest child of RFK and wife Ethel, was nominated for an Oscar for her 2014 war epic Last Days in Vietnam. Oh, yeah. He thinks he's going to get an Oscar out of this. Oh, my. No way. It's about the journey back. Oh, God. Wow. So there, that's, oh, that's Rory Kennedy. Okay. I thought that looked like a Kennedy. What does it look like a Kennedy, babe? Oh, you know, they got those big teeth and they, they, uh, they probably all uh, talk like that. Okay, Alec, can I have you over there? Gotcha. Alec, we need another shot of the baby. And they, they look like this a little bit. Even the good-looking ones look like this. They have like, like kind of like, you know, there's like the two squirrels from Disney, and there's one that's the cute one, and the one kind of has like a weird face. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's kind of like the Kennedy face, I think. It's almost Australian. That's right, mate. <laughs> okay, Alec, let's go back to you know what I'm talking about the Disney squirrels. They have the two squirrels. Yeah, but was a... I don't remember the name of what they're in, but that's a Kennedy right there. Oh, wow. Very Kennedy. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. They kind of have the teeth. Yeah. Can we do it again? Should we come back out again? <laughs> Did that look real when we put the uh, luggage in the back of the SUV? Okay. <laughs> the new set is on the Yellowstone Film Ranch, which which boasts a purpose-built Western-style backlot and views of Paradise Valley and the crazy and Abzbazeroka mountain ranges and guns that do not kill people on accident. Interesting stuff. So, and apparently, just to wrap this up, uh, the Rust special prosecutors announced their decision to dismiss charges against Alec Baldwin, but they do not absolve Mr. Baldwin of criminal culpability and charges may be refiled. I say, give it up. Nobody cares anymore. He dragged it out too long. Let him go. He got away with it. He's filming a documentary. You know, that would that would just, you know, be boring. It would be repetitive to charge him again. Feel bad for Helena Hutchins' husband and uh, kid. However, the husband has been made an executive producer on the new film Rust. So hopefully it does well. He'll get a tidy profit and whatever he makes off of suing the production company. But in Hollywood, everyone sues everybody. So they'll be fine, I'm sure. All right. Let's move on now the C you want to do the CEO mm -hmm. okay so there's a CEO another CEO that's right we are we, I'm getting excited about the CEO series that was starting here that's right um, tech CEO applauds an employee selling off their pet dog to accommodate return to office push oh my god I mean this guy sound narcissistic it's really really ridiculous let's watch a little bit of the video while so i'm holding can... my dog here i'm listening to this that's right nonsense i mean really james clark ceo of clearlink i'm all in in what we're doing here at clearlink and i want you to know it and feel it because this is what we do. And I've sacrificed. And those of you that are here have sacrificed greatly to be here as well, to be away from your, your family. I, I learned from one of our leaders that 
in the midst of hearing this, this message, went out and sold their family dog, which breaks my heart as someone who's been, you know, at the head of the humanization of pets movement in other businesses what? that we've built. Pause. But truly, um, that those are the sad. Humanization of pets movement. Yeah. What are you talking about? Like, and by the way, look at his LinkedIn as you say now that because he actually used to work for a pet organization in his corporate uh, life. Well, you know what he means by the humanization of pets movement. He means like humans, you you move them to a point where you don't mind firing them and getting rid of them, God. just like human employees. He's like, yeah, you know, you're a human now. Well, we can fire you. We can, What's the word they used for you once? Uh, they discontinued discontinued me. once uh, recently one of our employees discontinued their dog oh my god it was so emotional but you know what he stayed he, he worked his ass off and now he's dead from working too hard this is that we built but truly um that those are the sacrifices that are being made and i honor you for those sacrifices and what is taking place here that said working hard at all oh my god. and it's unfair to the rest that are some have already quietly quit their positions, um, but are taking a paycheck. In one month this year alone, I got data that about 30 of you didn't even open or crack open laptops. And those are all remote employees, including their manager for a whole month. I, I, that as, as a, like, that's impossible. You had to open your laptop. You had to reply to emails. You had to log in into like systems. He probably is just exaggerating uh, to kind of make sound, make it sound like he he's just he just wants justice and and thank you for the people that sacrificed their house dog to come back to this office and he sounds super toxic. It sounds like he's making up stuff. Now look, I'm a capitalist. I understand the challenges that CEOs face with employees and all that, but at the same time, this is just ridiculous. You're celebrating someone getting rid of their dog. Uh, this is more about, you know, the anger towards people working from home, trying to get them back into the office. This isn't the way to do it. I'm super invested. Like the day of we are a family and we're all working towards a goal. We're all going to share in the reward. Like that's everyone knows the cat's yes. out of the bat. Yeah, we've seen the man behind the curtain. That's not true. Too many people now have friends family, significant others who have worked very hard for a company and given it their all and then been let go ruthlessly. Yep. And, and it's like, what happened to the whole, we're working toward a thing and we're going to, we're humanizing each other. You know, that's all, but we can, we know now that that's BS. So you're not winning anybody over like, yeah, it is. Does it sound annoying that people didn't crack open their laptops at all, all month? Yeah. However, this is not the approach. Not be in a company where we're doing our very best. And what does that say about us as a company? Oh. And that they're still here. They're still employees. Oh None lost their jobs over this. That's, again, not to say that they weren't working at all, but those are not great indicators. What happened to the rest of the video? Oh, this, I don't know. This uh, is from Twitter. Is, uh, you should listen to the full version that he's like saying absurd stuff. Yeah, like this just, is just not, like, it didn't got to the point where that he talks about the employee that sold the dog. The, he insults um, uh, uh, single mothers, and it's it's absurd. That's the other part that a lot of people are upset with, and rightly so. Like, there's no respect for um, new mothers, for single mothers, parenthood, and then later on he says that the person that had to sell her dog was also a single mother that he doesn't think is. Well, all right, here's here's more. What did I do? Shoot. Oh, come on. Can I say, what kind of a sick fuck? That dog is lucky in a way. If he actually sold it, 
Uh, if he sold, uh, if he put it up into, she if, sold the sh- the woman. Sold if she it. put it into his shelter, then that's bad. But if she sold it to somebody who's going to give it a better home, then good for that dog. Actually, because- we don't know what happened to the dog. I think it might be just the way he phrased things. Yeah, I mean, I hope she didn't sell it for parts. Uh, and you told me actually, there's a whole epidemic of that going on in L.A. Oh yeah, like a lot of people are losing their jobs and uh, the shelters from the LA district for the animal animal center, animal control. They have like the shelters are so full that they are sacrificing dogs. They're actually really friendly, really cute, uh, big, small breeds uh, all over. If you go to the Annisburg pet space, uh, they are always sharing videos about dogs that are available to adopt through them or directly to the LA system. So it's being an overflood of animals. People are just it's happening a lot because the CEOs like this, people are having to get rid of their their dog, and it's terrible for the dogs. Or people just getting out of town and don't want to pay a plane ticket to the dog, which is not even that much money. I think it's like a hundred and fifty dollars to bring a dog with you for how is it? But like the, the fact that he's bragging about this too. He's like, I heard about this person who sold this, their dog. That's how committed That's they the are. That's a role model. This is a role model. It reminds me of some one time um, I heard Donald Trump Jr. talking about how a janitor at Mar-a-Lago skipped his sister's wedding so that he could be there to work some event that they were having. And it wasn't even like a special event. It was just like, you know, their regular weekend dinner or something. And the janitor said, oh, it's all right. She'll have another one. And Trump Jr. is like, oh, we love that. We love loyalty. Like, you're a little that's a little too much loyalty you should let the guy go to his sister's wedding for god's sake that's insane come on we're so in here at clear and his voice is annoying too oh. <laughs> okay, okay okay let me justify quite Quiet quitting is someone that leaves at 5 p.m. When the uh, like quiet quitting is not someone that quit the job and forgot to tell the manager. Quiet quitter is someone that actually will just do 40 hours a week that will start on time and leave it on time. And that's just doing what your job is supposed to be and not doing extra. And the problem is a lot of employers, they expect you to stay longer, to work crazy hours. How many concerts I missed? Uh to go uh, uh, yeah to, because i had to work uh not I, like fun concerts like oh my god i miss coachella it was like no it was like a concert like an evening concert that you had to go to yeah or family stuff family stuff or even like a, a, a graduation rehearsal for for my little one it's just like and i sacrificed so much and it was all for nothing because you never get really recognized it didn't change anything about performance review Nobody cares. It's just that this urgency of doing things Friday, Friday end of the day uh, for no reason, just to hold someone's life, just to play with your life. A lot of managers are sadistic people that would just play with your life. They are. And look, this isn't like an anti-work show. We're not anti the system or anything like that. We love money. But we like humanity, we too. Like, we were at the forefront of the humanizing humanity movement. Um, you know, it's just like there needs to be a little bit of a symbiotic like an even yeah exactly. relationship oh. No shit. Needy bosses. Oh, it's not fair to the employer, fair to the children. Why are my employees stopping at selling the family dog? They should sell the family child and the child well. too. Child, let's drop drop the dog and in the way back drop your kids. What do you want people to do? Be, uh, you want to? That's why you know what I don't like when people that don't have families to be managers. Okay, I don't want to sound crazy, but people that don't have families that have managers, they kind of like don't care about people's lives. They don't care that you have to leave to pick up your kid. They don't care that you have to walk your dog, like. How can you be a people's manager if you don't understand people's lives?
Exactly. Um, shoot. Sorry. Okay, I fixed it. I put it back on. <clears throat> Damn it. We've been talking and they couldn't even hear the person, but you get the idea. Um, let me replay what he just said. Let's rewind. Technical difficulties. And while I know you're doing your best, some would say they've even mastered this art. But one could also argue that generally this path is neither fair to your employer nor fair to those children. Now, I don't necessarily believe that, but I do believe that only the rarest of full-time caregivers can also be a productive and full-time employee at the same time. You may take issue with any part of this, but I believe that the data will also support this in time. The danger is from this data that we can torture it, as I've seen in Slido and all these other questions that we've seen on Slack, that we can torture those numbers until they tell us exactly what we want to hear on either side. That is not a criticism of the noble nature of motherhood nor the ability to. It do is a well. criticism. It is exactly what you're doing. You're saying that you're criticizing uh, uh, parenthood in general, like people that have to go pick up their kids or try to spend more time with your kids. Why would we want to just spend all our lives that uh, on top of doing a job that we hate spending like away from our kids? If you have a little, especially a small child, you, what are you supposed to do? Like a, a, a caregiver? Like, what are you talking about? We, we A healthcare provider? No, we need a, a daycare. And daycare is like the, the half of a rent. Like, the price of daycare is, is really expensive. And a lot of the times, you want to spend time with your kids, too. How about doing spring break? I don't know. We will offer your children the opportunity to work in a feudal system oh my God. for their freedom. This guy's crazy. To help you for our productivity because his, I'm all in. I hate it's his cry not. voice. But there are only so many waking hours in each day. And it is this value for value exchange. Your, we will exchange value for value. You could see your child one day a week. No, no. It's it's value for money. It's a, you, that you, is rarely optimized. You're exchanging value for money, not value for value. I alone have been compared to a convicted, convicted Wall Street felon. I've been criticized for my faith, where I went to college. I have to imagine your faith. No, it no, no. Like he's a, a plastic I'll, surgery. I'll, I'll, I'll correct. He's not being uh, made fun because of it, where he went to college. He went to Harvard, and the, the the reason people are criticizing him on Reddit is because he studied geography, and he's the head of a tech company. Okay, I don't know where in the world you study geography and you end as a CEO of a tech company. So that's why people in the tech industry is making fun of him because they, they don't think that he has a proper background to be a tech CEO. So now he's like, I went to college at Harvard. So people are mad at me because I'm so elite. No, people are mad at you because you study geography. Sorry. And it wasn't at all about Harvard or Oxford, two universities of which I'm an alum, but were also founded and operated under the Judeo-Christian ethic. The prejudice, contention, hypocrisy. Am I wrong that the Judeo-Christian ethic is about raising a family and bearing and rearing children? Yep. Yeah, but they're not. They may be criticizing your faith, the the discrepancies between your faith and how you're acting. Exactly, and it, it honestly, it sounds like he's just trying to put himself as a victim. So you know what? He's the type of person that he's putting out a criticism against the entire company. He's like pulling people to back in from remote work. And then on top of that, to, to justify it all, he's making himself look like a victim. So we feel sorry for him. We're like, oh, my God, poor CEO. I personally, Boo. I dropped my own children off at the Mexican border and challenged them to make it back home alive. <laughs> that's how in to this. I, that's how all in I am. And unfairness of these statements made by many who remain at Clearlink were made by none who knew me and none who know you and your hearts and your efforts, if you have been in that same position as well. Where are the ClearLink values in that? Diversity, equity, inclusion a as a cause are created to extinguish any such action. What is most troubling of all of this is the amount, to me, is the amount of wasted time that we're all put through th throughout this process. And there is no place that I've seen where these kinds of verbal assaults have been permitted. Oh. Verbal assaults. Oh my God. Paint your hair blue and go and cry on TikTok. Exactly. He'd probably be complaining about TikTok liberals. Meanwhile, he sounds worse than any of them. He sounds terrible. I'm reading about what they do. What we do. 
We build, acquire, and grow digital brands to help over 300 million people a year make better decisions. With our insights, expertise, and influence, we bring transparency to complex industries and improve the lives of everyday consumers. This is like that BS corporate speak. I still have no idea what they do. This is like when Kamala Harris gets up and is like, we need to listen to the solutions and we all agree that there should be solutions and work towards um work together so we do it just together the solutions because then all together yeah that's uh no i i i think it's uh, uh i don't know i don't know what they, they do but the thing is like the way he's treating his employees and uh, by the way I, I, i'm just kind of calling out here the way like a lot of those tech ceos have been treating employees recently it's becoming a trend of kind of like an evil path like they are they're like, oh, we're letting everybody go. Ha, ha, ha. Let's reduce the workforce. Like, they are laughing and eating shrimp. Like, while they're laughing. I don't know. Like, they're they're not, re they don't care about people. Now, I don't know employment law that well, but. Um, you can fire that, people at any moment, any time no, like, in California. There, are there any protections for, no. for, for, for parents? Oh, for parents being discriminated? Like, it, it sounds like. No. Some clear discrimination against uh parents mothers nope. in particular when I, you're saying only the rarest nope. people can be caregivers and uh and or and dads or dads of young babies yeah no there's uh there's no protections uh actually uh they say that you're not supposed to discriminate so they when you apply for a job they're like oh this environment is no discrimination you, you can volunteer to say who you are in the list here it's not gonna affect at all your candidacy of course affects the candidacy you're telling who you are your background what you believe or you don't because it, if it's a minority uh, compared to what they are hiring or their culture they're not going to hire someone yeah and, and they use that instead of being like oh inclusion use those a way to kind of determine if they want you and the team or not um they, there's no protections but if someone uh, openly say that you're not hired because you're a mom or because you're a dad, then you are, you can, you know, sue them. But otherwise, if they don't openly say that, there's no protections against the employee. Right. Well, as predicted, a lot of people are coming down on this guy. Uh, so anyways, we'll, we'll keep an eye on this. There's a lot of other CEOs that are just doing ridiculous stuff. Um, oh, oh shoot! Our, my dog, our dog, our little puppy. She almost fell. We we are selling this dog. We have to, so that we can put out more content. That's how all in we are. We're gonna sell our this little dog. pug. It's costing a uh, hundred million dollars. We haven't been able to put out enough videos because of our family dog. Only the rarest employees can be dog owners and uh, content creators. All right, let's keep it moving to a. a Feel good story, straight out of the uh, the Ted Lasso universe. You know, this is just really inspiring. <laughs> Sorry, we're having canine difficulties. <laughs> uh, you're gonna. It, this is a story of empowerment. It's a story of like millennial courage. Oh my God, you're going to love that. You're going to feel inspired. My boyfriend's cancer battle was ruining my mental health, so I left him. <laughs> now, does that not sound like an episode of Ted Lasso? Oh, actually, I, 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 I was my, my first uh, boyfriend. He had cancer. That's right, and you left him. No, I didn't. Sorry. I was with him to the end, like all the way through, like to the end of the cancer. He's no, still no, 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 no. He lived, and I was with him for like another six, five years. Um, I no. sold my boyfriend because he had cancer. That's how. So all what? What? What is it? Read. read okay, the so, but, but guess what? There's a there's a silver line. There's a happy ending. She's running a marathon in his honor. That'll make him feel better as he sits in a hospital bed being ravaged by cancer. Knowing that she's running a marathon. Okay, so what is she saying? Danielle Epstein, who, you know, once again, that Epstein name just does not bode well for good people, uh, meaning that it's a good person. A woman running the London Marathon for her ex-boyfriend has admitted she left him because she couldn't cope with his cancer battle. Now, of course, look, is it stressful? You got to go to the hospital all the time. The guy's dying. You feel like, oh, what have been? When is it you my might not time? Die. You might not die. Like, I was with someone that had right. cancer. He didn't die. But like, you know, that's kind of 
part of life. You, if you're with somebody, you're not supposed to leave them because they have cancer. Who are you, Newt Gingrich? You know, you don't I, leave I, your significant other for because they have cancer. You know, like I think like that's the thing about media. Like, let me just explain something. I'm not trying to defend this person, but a lot of the times. We glorify the sacrificer a lot. The someone that was just sticking in a shitty situation, going there. You never know, you know, and, and, you know, dealing, you know, with cancer, it's not something positive. Like I was with someone that had cancer and uh, I stick around because I, I, you know, I, I, I loved the person at the time that I, I was with. I was not going to leave the person. I, I felt very protective. But some people, if they're not in love, let's say that you're just there in the first year, the person, you really don't feel like that connection. You didn't say, I love you yet. And, and, and you're stuck with someone because a person has cancer. I think that's the wrong reason to be around someone. You might feel like, you know what? I don't want to be with you, but I'll run a marathon and I'll honor you. That sounds like an honorable thing I to do. So. I mean, I'm sure he's not happy about it. Look, it doesn't matter. You know, it's like it's not about him. It's about like you got to make a choice. Look, a lot of people are are nice, like like I was, but or and I stay because I care, I love the person. But at the time, like if I didn't love the person, would I stick around during those horrible, awful times? The the person is literally in pain. Like they they feel pain. Exactly. They feel like inside of their bodies. Like the like chemotherapy feels like your skin is burning you from inside. You can't eat. You feel nauseous. Your hair falls down. Depending what kind of drug you use, is even worse. Teeth will fall down. It's really sad. It's horrible. Even eyebrow hair, lashes. Like, see, if you don't love the person, you don't have to watch a person that, you know, fall apart. Like, that's first. Reserve that for someone that loves that person. So, I mean, I... I I don't know. Like Listen, you, you know, you're not forced to be with someone because they're dying. Okay. I'm, I'm going to put you in touch with the CEO of ClearLink because I think he would have a position for you. No, but it's like, I, I know, mean, babe, I, know, I, know I got it. Like, I got it. Let's read the, let's read the article. Okay. Look, I see both sides. Yeah. It's like, fuck, I want to get the hell out of here. This guy, if she didn't love him, his cancer is making my life hard. I understand. But what if she, she actually loved him? She will stick around. Let's read it. Okay. Let's see. I mean, who knows if it was Harvey Weinstein, you'd say, of course you should leave him whether he has cancer or not. Exactly. Um, when all the, okay. So her significant other was diagnosed with a rare form of brain tumor at just 37. He needed a complex operation, radiotherapy, and chemotherapy, and had to learn to walk again. While all this was going on, physics teacher Danielle began having panic attacks, and her mental health plummeted, so she ended their relationship. She moved to Thailand, but remained friends with Jelly, is his name, uh, and is now running a marathon for a brain tumor charity. Imagine you're still figuring out her friendship with him, adding, I felt like the most awful person leaving somebody because they have cancer, but it was damaging my mental health and it wasn't helping Jelly. Imagine the conversation that she had with her therapist that she's like, Hi, hi, let's talk. Well, you, Danielle, you got to leave him. Like, he's not yeah. good for you. It's toxic. Well, this imagine, relationship is toxic. You walk in the room and this is what you see. And you're like, So, uh, my mental health. You can understand how 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 hard that is, right? I mean, she probably did not love him. Like, how long they were together? Uh, how how long they were together? Looks like Paul McCartney on the old days. But uh, how old? Uh, like how long they've been together? Right how 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 like how old do you think they? Uh, I could not see that. Um, how how long they've been together? I'm trying to see. It doesn't say. I mean, if you guy for, if you with the guy for like longer than. I don't know. But Two the, years, you you should you should have stick around. The weirdest part is like sharing this publicly. But if you lose the guy for three months, and you know, like, am I gonna be like, you know what? Like most people Goodbye. are not going <laughs> to be like, oh, we understand. And now you're running a marathon. That's great. Most people are gonna be like, you. Well, why she's not advertising that in the media? Yeah, yeah, why? Like, why why go, are you talking to the news people about this? Like, you want attention? Why go public with it? I mean, yeah. first of all. She looks like somebody that would do that. She looks like she would come and be like, I just can't do it. I can't do it. No, no, but imagine the, imagine the conversation that she'll have with a therapist. Let's pretend I'm the therapist. What, what would you tell me? Hi, welcome to your uh, therapy, Danielle. Tell me how you're feeling today about your boyfriend. I have to keep visiting him in the hospital. That's not good for you. Being positive around him. Oh, my God. And spending my time there. And He's a narcissist. <laughs> 
you should break up with him, Danielle, immediately. I, I mean, immediately. That's a, no, no, like this. on Reddit and Twitter. Immediately, that's you should break up with him immediately. You should, you should let. I think you should let. You should live your best life. If she asked Reddit, Yolo. or Twitter for their advice, they'd be like, "Oh my God, he's an abuser. You should get out of that relationship." Oh my God, like I, I don't, I can't imagine what the therapist told her. It totally empowered her to do it. Do it what's best for you. When he got cancer, did he even consider your feelings? Um, she says I, we were on a certain path to a certain future, and within one day, we knew it wasn't going to work out like that anymore. I was so worried and devastated, I couldn't sleep or eat. I was having panic attacks and was on so much medication to sort myself out. I just couldn't function. Imagine if Eleanor Roosevelt walked out on Franklin Roosevelt after his stroke. You know, this country, we would be uh, speaking German right now. Quick, quick. <laughs> oh, my God. Following his operation, he had nerve damage that paralyzed the right side of his face, leading to a squint that causes double vision. He also can't fully close his eye and must use eye drops and ointments. She said, I felt so helpless watching this all unfold. So I knew I had to do something. And that was breaking up with him. I mean, sometimes depending like how long they've been together. Imagine if his family, because imagine if they start dating for three months, right? And now her, her his family is like, you're a caregiver now for him. Like, yeah, you know, yeah like, I know it's, it's, it's tough. It's hard. But like, what really annoys me is like, I knew I had to do something. So I decided to run a marathon. Like, honestly, Damn. who cares? Is he getting anything out of that? I remember Truly. I remember sticking around uh, with that person in the hospital. He was going through, he was getting this drug ca called carboplatin, which is a new drug for, cam uh, for, uh, for cancer. Yeah. And we were watching movies in a chair and, he, you know, see, see him drifting off. And I would just eat all his snacks at a time and... I don't know. We had a good time, and, and you know, just in, but it's hard to watch someone going through that. It's it was really hard, honestly. It's really hard. Yeah. Well, I hope you ran a marathon. But I I did not run a marathon. I sit down next to him as a couch potato that I am, and uh, we watch all the movies, uh, mm -hmm. and I ate all his snacks because that's what I do. All right. Before we run out of time, I just want to get to a couple quick stories. Um. Here we go. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Let's do the Titanic menu real quick. Let's just see what's on there. A Canadian restaurant is going to create a nine course original menu that was served on the evening when the Titanic sank into the Atlantic. Titanic? You say Titanic? When the Satanic sank into the, yeah. the Atlantic. First class menu. First course, oysters. Ooh. Second course, Consem Olga. What cream is that? Of barley. Ooh. Third course, poached salmon with Mussolini sauce. Mussolini? That's right. Fourth course, filet mignon. Ooh. Fifth course, lamb, mint sauce, roast duckling, sirloin of beef, green pea. Sixth course, punch romaine. Wow. Wow. This, what, really what, is this, really the, what is this? The Mergo Marco uh, wedding uh, meal? I was hoping when we read this, it would be like some Simple. old food that no one eats anymore. But you know what? It sounds just like a normal Delicious. Menu. So we're going to skip this story now. But we love that actually because like we, we we actually it's been really hard to find oysters. Our spot in Santa Monica closed that we used to have oysters for a good price, and now you can never find a good place that sells oysters anymore. I don't know what's going on. That's true. That's I will true. go to Titanic to die to have their oysters. So true, so true. All right, um, Shane. Okay, let's just do let's do the UFO footage. A UFO Colombian model took some UFO footage. Now you have to be suspicious because you think model footage, clout chase, followers. Did do anything for clout. Exactly. But people are calling it the most clear UFO footage ever seen. Ooh. Nate from Barstool Sports, the authority on all things paranormal. Nate from Nate. Barstool. No one Sports named Nate actually is an expert is in anything. It the most clear UFO footage I've ever seen. I'm sorry, I never met a Nate that is a, is a specialist in anything. And we know we know Nate from Barstool Sports has seen everything. Oh my God! All right, let's watch the footage. This is in Antioquia, Colombia. Okay. 
It looks like a balloon. Go back. It looks like a balloon. It looks like a balloon. That's it. We all see that? Hold on. Let me, let me make the screen. I don't know. It, does it look like a UFO? To me. It looks like a listen, balloon. It's Columbia. Is it possible that someone was doing cocaine off of a mirror and then just tossed the mirror out of the airplane and at rapid speed it flew by? No, go back. Can't rule that out. Go back. All right. So here's they're flying. She's in what looks like one of those small planes, the type that always crash and kill people. Type of plane you don't want to be in. Come on. Come on, you son of a bitch. <sighs> but that's it right there. It flew by. It's like one of those. I've seen stuff like that, by the way. <laughs> right I outside our window. Stuff. And I know that today my hair looks like that weird History Channel guy who's always like alien. It's your you know, moment now. I do it. Do America it. Yet. Why are you not wearing a tie and a bottleneck? <laughs> but I honestly have seen something like this before. I don't know why this is not replaying. Well, look, look that doesn't that doesn't look like a UFO because it's so small compared to an airplane. Like UFOs are supposed to be larger. There's another clear shot of it. Okay. No, but that's the thing. It's the UFO of of yonder was a flying saucer and you know or like a big triangle with lights on the bottom nowadays we're really talking about tiny little drones uh tic-tac ufos things coming out of the ocean it it's legitimately looks like something i have seen remember i told you i came upon the why UFO is she somewhere. filming the clouds for that long like i i think it's fake i think she just got the footage of a cloud the clouds Talked to some VFX um, artist uh, that she probably hired. And she's like, I'm going to make my buck now. Okay. Valentina Rueda Velez, a Colombian model who goes by the username Valentina Rueda.v on Instagram, shared a clip during a recent journey on a private plane. She has worked with the likes of Pretty Little Thing during her career. Claims to have seen something strange pass by her window while flying on April 4th. Now, you've worked with P Pretty Little Thing in the past. You've probably met this woman. I don't remember her. Valentina Rueda. I have no Velez. idea who that is. Well, you know those those girls that the pretty little thing girls can be trusted. Right? No, they're not. They're like delusional, weird people that go like in <sighs> weird guys' islands to continue taking pictures for very little money. And they get a discount and merch. Uh, it's not cool. Um, I don't know. Like, honestly, why are you filming the window for that long? Nobody just on a clear day filmed the window and the clouds for that long. She probably just created a video. She probably uh, has a VFX, special effects, a designer boyfriend or something. Or, or, or... Let's, let's try to watch it again. That's her, by the way. This is from Real Rated Red. Uh, let's watch the video once more. <laughs> That was it. Now, look, I like my Colombian cocaine theory. This is Colombia, the cocaine capital of the world where everybody's cocaine comes from. Someone's doing coke in another private plane or a helicopter. They finished it all. They want to toss the, the cocaine mirror out. They fling it out the window, and that's what ends up happening. So that's, to me, a rational explanation for it. Anyways, listen, we had some other topics that we wanted to cover, but we've run out of time. So we're going to try to come back again. Uh, I don't know if it'll be this weekend, but uh, Monday for sure. And uh, maybe we'll do it this weekend since we ran out of time today to cover some more stuff. But yes. I want to say uh, thank you to my fiance. Thank you, Matavelli. Subscribe to her, follow her, follow my show on TikTok. Uh, follow, you know, you see those little follow things in the bottom. Subscribe, like, share, do all that shit. Anything Thank you, you so much for watching, guys. And about the UFO, let us know in the comments below if you believe it was real, if you believe that was an artist, or if you think it's just like some kind of a, a piece of the uh, some different uh, airplane that or flew a, out. A, a cocaine mirror. Cocaine mirror. It was Columbia. Whatever it is. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it looks suspicious that she 
she caught that and it was supposed so so long. It's like she's waiting for it. She's like, so it's like her friend is in a different airplane. She's like, wait, guys, wait. I'm gonna be right behind you. I'm gonna be here. I'm on, and they, they send a text message, and then they kind of connect and kind of like release whatever that is. Right, and please consider selling your dogs and children so you can work harder. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Thank you, fiance, and see you. And as always, have a good life. We will see you soon. Much love. Thank you. Love. All right, Tanya. So once again, thank you to my brother. Tell me your name again. Dante Greco. Two words. Made in America. <laughs> Dante, you're doing great. That's good. Listen, I want you to leave my good friend Ringo alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my pal, Hal. Have a good day.